Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. Interview number 36 with Dr. Tina Moore. Hello there, how are you? Good morning. <laughs> so we are we're interviewing many, many um, people who have worked so long in the field of theatre and drama. So how and when and why did you become involved in drama education? Uh, <clears throat> it's a two-sided coin actually. I was probably the, the last year where drama wasn't a curriculum subject in schools in Canada. And the year following my graduation of secondary school, drama became a curriculum subject. So that's very much part of the late 60s and um, part of the historical period of drama in schools over the last 40 years, I guess, as well. So I got in through um, extracurricular productions, as most people of my generation did, and both in high school and in university. And then by the time I was teaching a few years later, curriculum drama was well and truly, you know, uh, quite solid in schools. So you started in Canada? I did, And then yeah. you, you, you transferred to Australia, so you probably No, it wasn't that simple. No. I started in Canada and then um, I was there for several years. I have stopped and started in teaching and in drama my whole life to change year levels and countries. Um, but I guess the... The short version is I went from Canada to the UK and then to Australia. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So you've got a nice broad perspective mm -hmm. that you can compare. And perhaps we can talk about that a little bit later on too. So the changes that you have witnessed during your time as a drama educator? Um, <clears throat> they're numerous. I think what happens is that when we feel that drama is being marginalised, um, after being in the field for about 40 years, you stop panicking about it mm -hmm. because you realize it's part of the pendulum and things will mm -hmm. swing back. So um, I think the biggest changes really have to do with the fact that um, I just left a university which has initiated online drama. Okay. And so that active engagement is probably historically the biggest change that I've encountered over time. The rest of it has been the degrees of how much drama is at the centre of oh, a principal's awareness or exactly. the awareness in yes. a school board or whether something else is, is pushing it to the sidelines. But I think the biggest change is so really the most recent drama one. online, <coughs> you just explain it to us a little bit, how, you, how, how you've experienced it? Well, I've experienced it poorly, which is why I've resigned. Oh, really? Oh, so, oh. I mean, nobody gets into drama to create modules I online. Know, I so, know. Um, and I guess the assumption is that because most um, courses are now going into a master's of teaching, there is an assumption that all of the practical drama that is necessary has already under students' belts. 
And so um, I think that is a huge assumption mm, and a misguided one. But the assumption is that it's all the, only the pedagogy that's needed. And so you create modules that combine practical drama, which is supposedly in the past, with um, principles of pedagogy. And, and that, I feel, is very sad. It is very sad. But do you th <coughs> why do you think that's come about? Is it because we have to introduce you know, uh, technologies into, into the, our field? Or? It, it's come about because it's, um, it's very uh, lucrative for universities to go in that direction. Okay, okay. And also because of STEM. I would say that those yeah. would be the two main reasons. Okay, so let's talk about your highs and lows in your career. <clears throat> um, I've had a bit of a chance to think about that, and um, I think definitely taking drama around the world has have been the highs. Mm -hmm. The fact that I have been able to train in Toronto, upgrade in, in the UK, um, change year levels in Australia, do a PhD late in my life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, means that I've, I think I've been able to keep vibrant and excited about the field. Mm. There hasn't been time for cynicism to, to step in. So over the course of that time, I've taught primary, secondary, and tertiary in um, various countries. I've been able to stop and start in terms of my own education and professional development. Um, and I guess what I'm most proud of is um, probably my time spent in primary school at Eltham College where I was finally, after maybe 20, 25 years of teaching, I was able to do what I think I was essentially made to do. So you, you, <laughs> you would know? say that that was the, that was that, that that age group of children was was what really um, you enjoyed the most in in, in, the, no, in the different uh, no, year levels. No, the age group. Uh, I've enjoyed all of the age mm -hmm, groups, mm -hmm. and for completely different, different reasons. Yes, for yes. different reasons, but I was able to do I think what my training directed me to do my entire life, which was organize a fully integrated um, drama program across all subjects with drama at the center of Beautiful. learning. Yes. And that is less possible in secondary because of the timetabling. Mm. Um, and I just happened to, to be at a particular school at a particular time where um, innovation in curriculum was valued. And of course, primary teachers have more control over timetables, right. and we had more say at that time and more autonomy mm. in terms of how this curriculum should be. I think, be as run. drama teachers, we all feel like we're going to go in there and change the world and include all the subjects in drama that can be incorporated. <laughs> but external the reality, factors yes, are reality, are, you know, kicks in. That's and right. lows. <coughs> Well, the lows are, I think, are current, and what I mentioned okay, before yeah. in terms of. Uh, well, I mean, it, it seems incredible to me now when I think back that in my teacher education in Toronto, we had uh, somewhere between 150 and 200 hours of drama. Wow. Um, mm. We had six hours a week for almost a year, plus workshops. Fantastic. And, and now, um, the students might be lucky if they get 12. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's a big difference in terms of the preparation. That's right. There's a lot more time. If, if we believe that expertise requires 10,000 hours, and 
I'm not sure whether that's you know fallacy or myth or whatever it might be, mm. but if we believe that um, it takes a lot of hours to feel comfortable in your own skin and feel you're on top of the teaching and that you are um, confident and proud to go in and you know what you're exactly. doing and you can you can use the teaching moments and and change your mind in the the heat of the moment. Um, I don't know how our, our our student teachers actually get a chance. Exactly, as drama teachers, we are, yeah. we are we the students we expose the students, but we are also exposed. Mm. And sometimes student teachers haven't got that kind of practical preparation, mm -hmm. which is assumed, like you were saying before. That's right. Yeah. And it may very well be that they go into a masters of teaching um, with. Um, dramatic play or playwriting background, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is very, very different from yeah. a, a practical right. sort of yeah. basics yeah. in drama. And yeah. I think every teacher, every drama teacher finds their comfort zone and what they are strong in and, and work towards that. Mm -hmm. But the practical element, the demonstration part is so vital too. The tools and strategies. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, so your most memorable experiences? Um, I think I've really cherished being able to go to the international conferences mm -hmm. through the various drama organizations I've belonged to, and whether that's in Canada or the UK or here. Um, it's, a, it's a really joyful kind of professional development, and I've, I've certainly enjoyed attending them, doing workshops and papers at the international experience. It's been a very exciting way to see the world mm -hmm. through Drama Eyes oh, and through yes. that in international network. Uh, definitely, um, I would count the um, biannual excursion to Sovereign Hill where we take the students as Chinese minors to experience the racism mm -hmm. of um, the Goldfields times. And really, we were the only um, group in the country where the Sovereign Hill education um, team worked with us in that way. How did that Fully come about? Yeah. yeah. Sounds interesting. So we we collaborated with them, mm -hmm. but it was the end of a very, very extensive, probably an entire semester unit of work on, on the gold fields. Mm -hmm. But um, rather than just celebrating, you know, the economic uh, viability of Victoria, we also looked at the, some mm. of the darker yes, sides yeah. and why the Chinese miners were treated. And, this, and it was a fully in-role experience for the students and well-prepared and well-briefed. Ah, yes. And I think that an experience like that is can go in so many different directions, mm. you know, out mm. of the drama experience. Yeah. And makes yeah. them think further on in their lives as well, remains that's, with them. That's right, it's not just them, yeah. but there are elements of that now. So the mentors yeah. and collaborators you have had the fortune to work with. Yeah, I might actually grab some of the um, artifacts at this point. Um, well, the first, I guess first and foremost would be, um, I have David Booth and Gavin Bolton here. Um, David Booth and Juliana Saxton were in my initial Bachelor of Education degree in Ontario that I talked about. This is David Booth's first book, which I still use. It was published, I think it was actually in 68, and he's published so much since that. But 
I cherish this one because it was the first drama book I ever bought. Oh, wow. And it was at the time that it was in his course mm. and with Juliana Saxton. And I was lucky enough um, to go back to Durham where I had done my MA and see all of my mentors in 2008 and be able to say thank you Wonderful. after a lifetime. That's fantastic. And I was very yeah. happy um, to be able to do that. And, and really in Toronto that um, David Booth really sort of um, launched process drama, mm -hmm. um, which um, brought all of the British educators over at the time and combined his expertise wow, in children's literature yes. with the, the, the way of working that those educators wonderful. were that's using. Wonderful, that's wonderful, yeah. It was a wonderful, it was a, a great combination and I think it sort of led to to what I, I, I love best, which is working with uh, folk tales and creation myth. And I think I would say that I definitely mm -hmm. um, can thank David Booth for that as well. And he remains, um, in his 70s, he still works as emeritus at U of T and, and remains a good friend. And so that's um, a, a significant mentor. Um, after I taught six years, then I did um, go to the northeast of England to do um, my master's with, with Gavin Bolton, so certainly he would be amongst the mentors, and that gave me a, access to Dorothy Hethcote as well, oh, right, which was yeah. half an hour away from, um, from Durham. And John O'Toole, of course, wh who I did my PhD in Australia okay. with, so I can, I can certainly pick mentors mm. that are in each of the Shaped you and helped you uh, countries in which I've lived. That's right, yeah. Um, your favorite professional learning experience or experiences? Um, definitely the conferences. Um, I think that I realized that not everyone enjoys them and that really surprised me. Mm. <laughs> so it, you, you, you learn coming through from to state and uh, national and international conferences that not everybody gets you, the same kick out of, no, and of you that can't sharing. Please, you and can't please everybody all the time. No, that's yeah. right. And there are pe quite a lot of people who might be content to to do their degree and work um, within their own parameters. Mm, mm. Um, but I would certainly cite um, the, the conferences as, as a great way of, of learning and just, I think it's we like all a gathering, isn't it? We, can, we, we get together and chat, chat, chat and sharing and... We need to refresh. Apart from the workshops and, yeah. and the keynotes, I think a lot of that, the stuff that happens um, at conferences is all that sort of, you know, sideline stuff, which I think yes. is really good. There's a rejuvenation that happens mm. and the rejuvenation actually carries you very in, into yes. the next year or into the next exactly. term, whatever yeah. happens. And I think that it's, um, you're just reminded of why you went into it. It's very easy to go to get cynical in education with the media representation yes, yes, of ed educators. Yeah, yeah. And I think it undercuts that cynicism. It was interesting you were saying before about your mentors um, who are in their 70s and they're still um, very heavily or passionately mm. involved in, in, in the arts and in drama in particular. The secrets to longevity of your career? I, I can't recommend it to everybody because it's not really possible, but to me definitely it's change. Changing countries, yes, yes. changing year levels. Mm. Um, taking breaks 
for further learning. Um, I think that was really crucial mm. to my longevity. Mm. Um, Forty years is a long time to be doing the same thing, so you need yes, those injections. Yes, yes. Um, and I think that um, every time you do make a change or you step back or maybe take a year from drama, do English, do something else, step into somebody else's shoes, I think every time you do that, you're setting up a new challenge for yourself again. And so I think we, we thrive on challenge. Yes. When teachers aren't yes. challenged, they, I think that's when things go things stale, go yeah. stale yeah. and stagnant. Yeah. And, and so that challenge, I know risk-taking is a sort of uh, fashionable word, but there's something about challenge that does involve putting yourself at and risk I, I to think, an extent. I think we teach in the field where you have to mm. constantly change. It's just the nature of the work that we do. That's right. I mean, you look at the English teachers, they've got the same text for two or three years, and we have all these different texts every year yeah. uh, that we have to work with. And uh, I think that already makes a big difference. A, a good English teacher will always find a way to change, but I'm, I'm very disheartened since you mentioned English that some of the texts that students are, are using now are exactly the same as when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. and, and there's lots of stuff I, And that there. makes me ask, yes, it's, you know, mm. is that really good enough? You mm. know, are we, are we double checking whether this there might be something else yes yeah yeah, yeah. okay good yeah. point yeah. Now, any advice you would pass on to the next generation of drama educators um, I guess it really is going to be more and more up to the individual to find what feeds them and what recharges them I don't know that we can think that systems are going to do that for mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. I think um, we actually are saying to an extent at universities, if you jump through these hoops, you will be a good enough drama teacher. Mm. You will be a good enough STEM teacher. It doesn't really matter what mm. the subject mm. is. All you have to do is um, do these two or three assessment tasks, and that's what's required. And inadvertently, um, that's what we're saying mm. Mm. is enough. And so. Really, if the students buy into that and, and believe that that's good enough, mm. then um, I think they're going to be very disillusioned with yes. education. Yes. And so uh, the initiative is very much going to be on their shoulders mm. to find whatever it is that feeds them, whether it's change, whether it's conferences, whether it's um, mentorship, whether it's changing countries or year levels. Mm, mm. Um, Just getting the stimulus from different places. Really, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a teacher is a learner. That's, yeah. I think that's vital. Yeah. And uh, I think um, we as drama teachers are learning every mm. minute of every day. The kids are teaching us stuff all the time to make us even evaluate. Mm. We might do the same thing with different classes, but it's, it, it's, there's always a tweaking that's that I right. think is and really important. And in a way, that's another sort of mantra that we, we can easily glaze over, the lifelong learner, because um, it's one of those 20th century skills that's sort of force-fed. But I, I feel that if you take it on board, you have a better chance of hanging in mm. and uh, mm. of that success. And I, I think my, my life in teaching has paralleled the life of process drama. Mm -hmm. It didn't exist when I was in school, mm -hmm. and it's rapidly fading out now. Mm -hmm. And so by virtue of the year of my birth, I've been able to have a really, really satisfying life 
paralleling the life of process drama. And so, I, yeah, so what does process drama give the kids? Process drama gives the kids opportunities to, um, to, to learn through the body, mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're depriving our, our teachers in education mm -hmm. of. It's to learn through the body saying, yeah. and to make sense of a world. And a good teacher will use an experience for sense making, mm. not mm. just for didn't that look pretty. Yeah, oh, let's cover this in this so, period. So yeah. the tools and the content go together. Mm. Um, you know, we've lived through the, all of those years of the process product, which is an, it's a non-issue, mm, you know. Mm, I mean, mm. one of the things I've brought is the um, it, it, it is the folio of all of the productions I've done with young kids. Mm, mm. Now that is process and product. Mm, mm. As a practitioner, people associate me with drama as a learning vehicle or a tool for learning for the process drama. Mm -hmm. But there isn't been a year of my life where I haven't done a production. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, right. you cannot separate the two. It's just a matter of how you go about it and whether it can fit into your curriculum and what sense making you do of it rather than um, being uh, perhaps a, a director uh, to show pretty pictures yes, yes, for yes, parents. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's nothing you know. wrong with a product, is Absolutely there? Absolutely not. Because it really brings together all the learning, doesn't it? It culminates. It's like putting it in a, a in a, a tangible, visible form That's that right. kids can then you know take away, which is wonderful, isn't and it? And the product can yeah. can be in the classroom. It can be in yeah. the assembly. Mm. It can be for. Oh. I mean, public spectacle is is part of our lives. That's right. And, yeah. and the satisfaction that students feel in terms of having a something is is a really important yeah. part of what we do. Sometimes our kids uh, focus on the product and I, I, th I always remind them that the process um, is just as important mm. as that end product where you're sort of in, in inverted commas showing off but yes. you know you hold back yes. try to hold that back because yeah. that's not what it's all about. It's all part of the, the, the spectrum and and just to, to do one without the other is like cutting off an arm. Mm, mm, I agree yeah. completely yeah. yes yeah very much so. Yeah. So you've shown us some lovely things have you got anything else you'd like to show us? Well one of the things that I, I was amused because in fact I, I taught um, in, a, in a, a neighborhood school, and my son went to that school, and his email address has always been Ben the Legend. So I, I, I made a joke, and I told him that I was um, with the Mama Project, considered of legendary status. <laughs> and he said, "Well, I hope you're going to bring. I hope you're going to bring a drum and the mysteries of Harris Verdict." <laughs> <laughs> he, he summed me up so well in just that one line. Because Mysteries of Harris Burdick is my Desert Island book. I mean, it's the one where if I only had one in my entire life oh, wow. to, yeah. to 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 um, do drama for the rest of my life with, this is the one that I would choose. And he remembered that from year six <laughs> and I guess he remembered the passion too um, and I was absolutely no way going to carry a drum in my um, in my backpack today but I did bring my thumb piano
because I love mood creation. And you use and that in your classrooms? Wonderful. And it sort of just brings down the energy and everything goes still. And in those still moments are when possibilities exist mm. and things can happen. So, so no, Ben, I didn't bring my drum, but I did bring the thumb oh, that's piano. Great. That's great. So, and I guess I so like the, that idea. the Harris verdict pictures obviously led led to um, the monograph Phoenix Text, which oh, yes. is the first yeah. wow, first that's, um, drama that Vic project. Back. Yes, I think that goes back. Yeah, I that's right. That. Yes. Where we um, we we asked every um, everybody in the state to submit something that. Um, connects to that book oh, and how okay. they would use okay. it. So everything in a way is connected, you know, it's, mm. um, yeah. That's great. So that's been fun. So we come now to our last, well, it's not really a question, but your association with Drama Victoria, Drama Australia, the VCAA, any other affiliated organisations that you've been involved with? You've probably done lots of things with lots of different people, I'd say. Well, mostly, I mean, I would have started with CODE, which is the Council of Ontario Drama Educators, so that would have been my first drama association. Um, and then when I moved to the UK, I, I certainly was a member of the National Drama, which I still do um, research peer reviews for. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will stay connected to Drama Victoria because I really, I think uh, the conferences are important, the connections to the wider world are important and although I have officially retired, um, like so many others, I'm not um, you know, severing myself from the drama so world. So me too. Well I think, well when I talked about my life paralleling um, process drama, I would somehow like to get that down mm -hmm. into some writing because I think um, a lot of individual drama practitioners have written their books and they're all excellent, but I've been able to, to actually meet and draw from all of them. So you need and I'd to, like to bring it, it together. together. That's Lovely. right. And, That's and, great. and to f see if I can find out what are the sustaining principles. Mm, almost like a historical do document, it's, it's, but a practical it, one as well. It's a historical document, but it's also what are the principles that have sustained me over 40 years? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what lasts in this sort of participatory um, method of education, which um, I think is maybe um, in its embers at the moment in the way that we're dealing with it, but those embers will flare mm, up again. Of course. And, mm. um, and uh, as people and parents and society discover us that um, we need to have the full range of um, assessment modes, learning modes, strategies, body, mind, head, spirit, mm, mm. It, it all needs to be there. We just haven't found quite um, the right way of blending it all together. Well, I think you're going to be one very busy lady putting but such a, a broad perspective of uh, <laughs> a spectrum of experiences that you've had. I think that's great. I need to, yes, well, We'll see how busy I am and, and, um, and the discipline. And we'll also to take, to take some time yeah. off and do some other leisurely things, yeah? I hope so, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, thank absolutely. you very much. It's been delightful talking to you. Thank you. And good luck with everything. Thank you.
Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question, or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>